Hi, it's Dune here, your host and hype girl. And before we dive into today's episode, I want you to take a hot second to reflect. What's that passion, unique experience, or knowledge you have itching to be shared with the world? For me, it's always been about guiding you and cheerleading incredible women to start your businesses. So what's your thing? You see, everyone's got something they excel at, something they just can't stop talking about. And it turns out that one of the best ways to monetize those passions is through sharing that thing with the world as a digital course product. My life's work has been to chat with more than 600, 7, 8, and 9-figure e-commerce founders. And it's through those conversations that have led me to creating a foolproof playbook and my go-to guide for early-stage founders in the form of my first-ever digital program, e-commerce fundamentals. But it wouldn't have been possible without Thinkific. The beauty of this platform lies in its simplicity. Cute templates and a super easy to use editor. No coding headaches, no tech-induced stress, just pure focus on what matters most, the content. So if you've ever been curious about building a course to teach your passion, this is the way to do it. The genuine support from the Thinkific team turns it from this lonely, confusing headache into the most fulfilling and easy project. Go to the link in my show notes to get a free trial on me. This is Nicole Chow for Female Startup Club. and welcome back to another episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. I'm your host, Duna Rasheen, and joining me on today's episode of the show is Nicole Chow, the founder behind a company called Lalua. Lalua was born out of Nicole's need to develop a solution to maintain healthy skin while working long hours. She was struggling with dullness, blemishes, and uneven skin tone. From thousands of topicals and hundreds of at-home tools to 10-step skincare routines and in-office treatments, Nicole was overwhelmed with all the available options on the market, and she was surrounded by other women facing the same frustrations. So, she invented a face tech product called the Mirror Device, and oh my goodness, you will never need to pay for a facial again with this device. Tune in to hear her story, how she launched, and how she's grown this business so far. This is Nicole for Female Startup Club. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Amazing. Nicole, hi. Welcome to the Female Startup Club podcast. Thank you for having me, Dune. I'm so excited to jump in and get chatting all things about your business, but I'd love to just start by getting you to introduce yourself a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes. So my name is Nicole Chow. I'm the CEO and founder of Lalure. And what I do is I wanted to create a skincare device that allowed women to not only optimize their skincare routines, but really simplify it because I myself struggled with acne, pigmentation, dry, hypersensitive skin, and I really couldn't find a solution that fit into my schedule. So at the time, this was 2017, I was working my 12-hour job, and during this time, I suffered from all this all these skin problems. And so I started looking into solutions and a lot of the available topical solutions on the market were long-term solutions. So there's thousands of products and I honestly was confused. I didn't know what really worked and um, what route to take. Like, should I take a more aggressive route using retinols and um, benzoyl peroxides? Or should I just continue moisturizing and seeing if that does anything? And so after going down that topical route, I decided to really go and see a dermatologist and really go to Medispas. And they use all these amazing technologies on me. And I fell in love. They had LED light therapy. They had ultrasound, radio frequency. But the thing is, it worked. It was instant. It looked great. I could feel, I could see the difference. But you would be walking out of these Medispa treatments spending $150 to $300. And as a working person, I really didn't have time or the money to do that on a regular basis. And so being the really creative person I am, I decided to go home, buy a bunch of skincare devices and DIY it at home by myself. 
But the problem was a lot of the existing devices were single functionality in that there's one device for lifting and that would be like microcurrents. And there'd be one device for LED light treatments and one device for infusing moisture into the skin. But there wasn't really a comprehensive device that did it all. And that's when I saw this white space in the market and I really wanted to create a device or a tool that really allowed women to take beauty into their own hands. Yeah. That's so interesting. Why do you think something like that didn't exist? Like a a one solution fits all kind of thing? Right, exactly. I'm not sure why it didn't exist. And we looked the products that had the most technologies would probably be three. They would have LED with ultrasound. But I also wanted to make it really intuitive. So I wanted my grandma to be able to use it. So I wanted it to be as easy to use as an electronic toothbrush. And that's kind of what we came up with. It's It looks like a compact cushion that you would use to apply foundation onto your face. But with all the technologies, it takes you through four different modes. So we have detox, tone, lift, and infuse mode. And the reasoning behind these four modes is it not only takes you through the standard facial process, but it really allows women to customize their treatment. So for someone who is struggling with acne, with large pores, they could focus on detox and tone mode just because it has the blue LED light technology. For someone suffering from fine lines and wrinkles or kind of self-conscious with the fine lines and wrinkles and the sagging that comes with aging, they could focus more on lift mode. And everyone deals with dehydrated skin. And so for anyone dealing with dehydrated skin, they could really use Infuse to push hydration deeper into the dermal layer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It sounds so divine. (laughs) Wow. It sounds like a bit of magic. Yeah. I want to go back to your life before you actually started to understand what it was that you were kind of like doing, you know, in your childhood when you were growing up and whether you kind of already had an inkling that you wanted to be an entrepreneur at some stage or whether it just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. So I grew up in a very small city in Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, I went to a school that was really small and My parents were actually immigrants, so they immigrated to Hawaii to kind of provide a better life for myself. And my mom was actually my inspiration all these years. And so my mom started her own business when she was 28. And of all the businesses she could start, she started a construction and development business. So imagine. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) What a (laughs) baller. No, she's a four feet 11, very tiny lady. She's about my size. Yes. And she did this construction business and she grew it from scratch. She came from a very humble background. So she started working when she was 16. Um, She was selling jewelry and she basically self-funded this business. And by the end of her journey with this business, she was renovating hotels and just doing these really big projects that she couldn't even imagine herself doing when she just started in 1998, it was. Yeah. And oh my so, gosh. Yeah. With that said, I grew up around a very entrepreneurial, a very strong mother. And 
I never knew this, but it somehow passed on to me, like through osmosis, I was absorbing this. And she would take me with her to her international trips. She would go to China to source her like building materials together. And I would go to trade shows with her. And so I saw how much it took to really start a business. And she would always tell me, um, you do whatever you want, but there's no feeling better than creating something on your own and feeling that sense of success because success can be defined by many things but she said it's a feeling and I I didn't know what she meant until I started Lalure and so I never really thought I would be an entrepreneur I was working in the fashion industry and I I loved fashion and beauty but I didn't know I was going to start something on my own what really pushed me was actually adversity and so with the last retail job I held, I was struggling with a lot of things in my life. And I personally had a lot of obstacles and the job was really demanding. I was working um, 12 to 15 hours a day and it showed on my face. So I had hypersensitive skin, acne everywhere, and it was actually manifesting from within me. And so that's when I took some time to really silence myself because um, sometimes when so much is happening to you, there's a lot of noise in the background. And when I really silenced myself and I looked into what I was truly passionate about, that's when I came up with the idea. I'm like, I need to create this device. It's going to be a hit. And growing up, I at, with this Asian upbringing and with a lot of Asian parents, they're always pushing you to be better. And so sometimes you have this feeling in your heart that maybe you're not good enough. And for some reason, with Lalure, I just felt so confident. I, I didn't even need any validation. Of course, I spoke to tons of women. And that's where I got this idea. I'm like, wow, I'm not the only one dealing with this confusion in the market. I'm not the only one dealing with all these problems there's tons of other people dealing with it. And so I had the knowledge, I had a background in neuroscience, I'm really science oriented. And then thankfully, in the retail setting, I gained all this knowledge of how to launch products and how to merchandise them and how to network. And so Lalure was a combination of my passion for science and beauty, as well as my experience in retail. And I had no choice but to launch it and to really run with it. Yeah. Wow. That's so crazy to have, you know, that just such conviction that you were like, this is the idea and I know other people want it. When you were saying you were talking to other women is that really like how you validated the idea? What were you specifically doing to validate? Right. So it's so important to validate the idea. If I launched um, Lalure when there was another product like this out there, perhaps we wouldn't have gotten as much traction in the beginning. But how I really validated it was in the retail setting that we worked in, it was a very open workspace environment. And a lot of the girls would be shouting, over talking, we would just be working and talking at the same time, but they would be talking about skincare and their skin struggles and not being able to find a quick solution that worked or something that they could stick to in the long term. And just hearing this from people was validation for myself. And 
I don't know if you are this way, but sometimes when you have this idea in your mind, somehow every single person you talk to or every single situation you find yourself in, you're like, hey, that matches. It's going to be a hit because look, this woman could be using the product and it could simplify her life like this. Or my mom could be using this product because she was dealing with the sagging of the jaw area and the crow's feet. And I'm like, this could be a solution. And my sister was dealing with the same acne issues. So um, not only did I find validation in the people closest to me, but also those I worked with and those I met up with too. And so once you'd had that kind of, you've had the idea and you've, you've now validated it by talking to all these people and understanding that, you know, more than just yourself wants it. What right. was the actual next steps to actually developing a facial tech device? It sounds so complicated. Right, exactly. So it definitely did not happen overnight. I started developing the product in 2017, or that's when the idea really popped into my head. And then by end of 2017, I remember very clearly it was November. I finally had the final drawings of the product. I spoke to enough engineers to know what engineers I would partner up with, or at least what steps in the process I would need to take. And after I quit my job, no end of November in 2017, I just went full fledged, full force into creating this product. And so coming from a neuroscience background, I have the sciency knowledge to really know what technologies I wanted integrated into the device. But I was by no means an engineer. And so we partnered with five different engineers. And these engineers really helped me put the device together. We created a 3D model for it. We created molds for each working part of the device. And from there, it was developing prototypes. And we went through hundreds of prototypes before coming up with the Lalore that we see today. And every step of the process was a challenge from finding <laughs> the right engineers to work with you because I looked like a little kid at that time in uh, industry that's very male saturated. And so it's hard to get these people to really believe in you and to really believe in your idea. Hey, I wanted to create a device that has all these things in one. <laughs> That's amazing. So every part of the way was a struggle and even manufacturing it, finding the right manufacturing partners was a struggle too, because I didn't have Lelure at that time. I didn't have any outside validation. We didn't um, have the CES or Sephora Accelerate. Like I was just a girl with an idea. And at that point, it was being able to coherently tell people your story, being able to coherently like plant that vision, that vision that you can see in colors in your brain um, to them. And you can kind of see when people believe in you, you can just see it click. And those are the people I decided to work with. They weren't necessarily the most famous engineers or the biggest manufacturing plant, but they were people who were willing to work with me and people who believed in my idea as much as I did. And I think that's how we really got started was finding the right partners to help us turn this dream into reality. 
Totally. The teamwork, the talent. Yeah. I'm curious, does it look the same as it does now as like the early kind of designs or was there also a design progression and evolution of what it looks like? There was a design progression of what it looks like. So now it looks really sleek. It's compact. It fits into the palm of my hand. But when it first came, it was literally a drawing on a piece of paper for me. And from there, we created these 3D models. And I thought to myself, wow, this looks this looks really cheap, like a little toy that you would find at Toys R Us. And so <laughs> it was finding the right materials for it. And um, being a pretty type A personality type of person, I sourced everything myself from the LED lights that you see I'll turn this off from the LED lights that you see here <laughs> to the stainless steel coverings, to the plastic that's on top, to even the paint. We have three layers of paint and we've tested so many different shades, so many different shades of white. Um, we've tried metallic paint. We've really gone down to even how long everything gets cured for until it gets assembled into the device. And so it was a pretty complicated process. <laughs> it yeah. sounds so complicated. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and how are we funding the, the business up until this point? I mean, five engineers, obviously that's, that's quite a significant right. um, upfront cost and startup capital that's needed to, to develop something like this. So I'm curious to know how you were funding the business. Right. So how I was funding it was initially it was just um, using the funds that I had from my savings account. And then when I knew I wanted to run with this idea, when I knew I wanted to create it and I had conviction that it would work, I decided to reach out to my family. And at that time, my mother sold her business. And so she had a lot of money to invest into um, Lalure. And so up until this point, Lalure is still self-funded, 100% self-funded. And we've gotten really lucky. I've been very open with my retail partners and even applying to a lot of programs. I've been really open. I didn't try to make our company sound much bigger than it was. I let them know what my situation was and we got really lucky. So when we launched, we finally launched in 2019. So it took from 2017 to 2019 to get the full product, full working product in hand. And we were so lucky to launch at CES. So one of the largest consumer technology trade shows out there. And it was my first trade show. And from there, everything just took off. So we met people vendors, we've met amazing people who have just um, kept in touch with us and helped us along the way. So soon after CES, we got into Sephora's Accelerate program, where they select 12 female entrepreneurs globally. And that gave us a lot of visibility in the beauty space. And from there, we decided to showcase at Cosmoprof, a large beauty trade show, and we were one of the four tools finalists. So that also gave us a lot of visibility. And then we started entering retail from there. So we launched at Neiman Marcus, um, Selfridges in London, 
Prontomps in Paris. And from there, it just funded itself. And so we haven't needed to put any additional funding in thus far. We've been really scrappy. So we spent a whole ton of money developing the product. And we've also spent a lot of money on building a moat around the company. So a moat being like IP. So we have three patents on this device, the Lilur device. We have two design patents, one utility patent for the first device to integrate six technologies into one device. And then we've also spent a lot on trademarks. And so when it came to marketing, a lot of it has just been word of mouth for us. So word of mouth from all the trade shows that we've gone to, as well as just like having that hustle. So going out there, meeting people, telling people about your device, reaching out to people on LinkedIn, reaching out to people that you meet, asking others if there's anyone they know that they could connect us to. And so a lot of the marketing was word of mouth and it was really grassroots for us. And only now are we starting to do the social media digital marketing. Wow, that's so cool. So cool. I feel like I've just had you speak for such a long time. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I just let you roll with it. I didn't interrupt you at all. I hope I answered all your questions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, you did and more. You did and more. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory 
but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. How has your marketing, like your, you know, obviously word of mouth was a big part of the piece and retail was a big part of the piece. And I'm sure, you know, that comes with their own marketing, you know, in store and online and that kind of thing. But when you were getting the word out there, what was the point that felt like a pivot point for people coming to your own online store and buying directly through you? Right. So our pivot point was really being able to tell that story digitally. So in the beginning, to market our product, people felt they tried our device. And when you try the device, you can see and you can feel the results. Your face looks more lifted. You can see your fine lines and wrinkles really fade. And you can really see the change in skin textures and you can feel it being a lot softer. And so what really helped us translate or really transition into the digital space, especially with coronavirus and with COVID, is being able to tell that story. And a lot of our customers helped us tell that story through testimonials or through video footage, through word of mouth. And so they would actually go out there and they weren't paid for this or anything or incentivized in any way, just out of the goodness of their own hearts, they went out there and showed other people the device. And we started doing virtual consultations with people. And it's been really rewarding for me too, just meeting with our customers and hearing their pain points. And it's really helped us develop more products as well. So we've recently launched CryoSculpt, which is a cooling device. It doesn't have as many technologies as Lelure, um, the Lelure facial treatment system. But um, it was a need that I felt people were asking for. A lot of people asked for a cooling device. And so when developing new products, I always go to my customers and speaking to them and learning from them is one of the best ways you can market a product because then you speak in their language. You're not just speaking from your own experience, but you're speaking from the experience of like hundreds, maybe thousands of people who you have talked to. Totally. I'm so interested to know a little bit more about the virtual consultation. Where is your customer? Like, where are you meeting them? Is it on Instagram? Is it on Facebook? And are you then getting them to book directly into a consultation and then they go and buy? Or is it they buy first and then hop on a consultation? What's the journey? Right. So it's actually both. They can actually meet us for a virtual consultation before purchasing the device. But once a customer purchases the device, we always reach out for a personal consultation um, digitally, and it's via Zoom. And then in terms of where we're meeting these people, it's really omni-channel for us in that um, we meet people in the retail space. So for the launch at Selfridges, I actually flew to London with my mom. And we were at Selfridges demoing the device on um, different people, showing them how it works. And 
if they were more interested or if they needed extra questions, they could always reach out to us digitally. And so we were really open with our customers. And a lot of um, people have said, you were the nicest CEO I've met um, in that. How do you have time to really talk to all of us? Like, um, we're probably just one customer out of the many that you have. And the thing is, I think every customer matters, every order matters. And that's really helped us progress forward. And I think that personal touch that you give people, it shines through and people can feel it. They feel like they're being taken care of and they feel like they're more than just a person who's buying a product. They become a part of the Lodore family. Totally. Absolutely. I so believe that as well. I think Focusing just on every customer and, you know, going that one customer at a time kind of approach. And then also right. that inherently builds word of mouth and people tell other people about it because they've had such a beautiful experience with someone who obviously cares about the results that they're going to get, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like you can expand really quickly. Like you could blow it out of this market and you would be everywhere. But at the same time, there's so much, there's so much power in also taking things one step at a time and being really patient with yourself. And maybe sometimes your sales or your revenue may not be where you wanted it to be. But when you speak to all these people, and when you look back, you can see everything paying off and you can see um, how much you've grown. And I think a really a really special quote I heard from one of my mentors was, you only look back to see how far you've come. You never look back to kind of um, criticize yourself, but you have to always look back and give yourself credit for how far you've come and how much you've developed the company. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. I'd love to talk a little bit about the Sephora Accelerator program, um, you know, kind of how you got into that program in the first place and what it was about your application and, you know, yourself that you think really got their interest. And then furthermore, you know, what did you learn going through that process? Right. So the Sephora Accelerate program was something that I knew I wanted to apply to even before I launched Lalore in 2019. And so I would be following different female entrepreneurs and their journeys. And Sephora Accelerate was one thing that really stood out to me. So I started working on my application way before I launched. And I was I was talking to people, connecting with others, um, seeing what their experience was like. And when we launched at CES, I was actually in the final rounds of interviews um, with Sephora. But one of our customers stopped by our booth at CES and they picked up our product and said, oh, I would love to also show this to my sister-in-law who also works at Sephora. And so she purchased a device and she passed on the information to her sister-in-law. And I guess it was word of mouth again. (laughs) So after that, we got our final interview and 
we had a call from Sephora and they told us we were accepted into the Accelerate program. And we also met with a few Sephora people at CES. I didn't know they were from Sephora until after our meetup, but a team of Sephora people also demoed our device at CES. And so I actually still to this day do not know what the or the defining factor was to get us into the program, but perhaps it was a collection of really putting together amazing application. Um, there was also a video interview section of it where you had to record yourself. And I remember sitting there and spending the entire day doing my one minute recording for (laughs) the Sephora application, (laughs) making sure everything was perfect. I edited my own application video in Premiere, but, and I was by no means a video editor, but yeah, it was really scrappy and, but I think it's hard work. So when you are passionate about something and when you put in the time and the effort, it will for sure pay off. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. How long did the program go for and what kinds of things do you learn during that program? And so it was almost a one year program and this was an amazing program. It was like an, a beauty MBA. And so this program partners you up with a mentor and I had an amazing mentor and she's still my mentor till this day. She always tells me it's not one and done. I'm still going to be with you. (laughs) And she's now VP of marketing at Sephora. And um, she's really helped us with our journey. But the best part about the Sephora Accelerate program is you're meeting with and you're in this group of other female entrepreneurs. So it's people going through the same problems, people facing the same challenges, and people with that same mentality and that same drive. And sometimes that's really important because you could have all the knowledge, but entrepreneurship is a roller coaster in some ways. There's really high highs, like the ups are really up and the lows are really low. And during these low periods, having that support system, having that network is so important. And Sephora not only gave us that network of women to connect with and people to talk to, but they also gave us the resources and the knowledge. Um, They gave us more insight into the beauty space. And in this program, it's a one-week boot camp. And you meet with everyone from PR people teaching you how to really speak and present yourself to um, lawyers who talk about the investment and the funding process for people looking for VC funding to people who work in Sephora, merchants, to really logistics people, like what it takes to really launch a brand. And so they're giving you all the moving parts as well as that emotional support. And it's an amazing program and I would recommend it to any female entrepreneurs looking to start. I recommend applying to as many things as possible and to always continue to tread forward even with rejection because um, it's not like we we got into everything we applied to. We faced so many rejections from so many different people, but it's that ability to really pick yourself up and keep going. 
Yeah, perseverance, totally. What stage of business do you have to be in to apply for that program? You know, for anyone who's in beauty at the moment, is it for brands that haven't launched yet or early stage only, or can you be at any stage of the journey? I believe you could be at any stage in the journey. And our cohort was so diverse. So some women have already launched their brand and they were already in retail. And some had an idea and they had prototypes, but they haven't launched the brand yet. So I believe you can actually be in any stage for us. We were about to launch our brand when we applied. So I applied for the program in 2018. So end of 2018. And then we heard back beginning of um, 2019. So you could be in any stage of the journey. It was actually before we launched at CES. And since Sephora, we just gained a lot of traction and um, was able to really expand the brand. Totally. Oh, gosh, how amazing. What is CES, by the way? Right. So it's the Consumer Technology Trade Show. It's where so Samsung, LG, Sony, like all these uh, larger tech brands um, launch at CES. And there's a portion of CES that's basically geared more towards startup. And so for us, we didn't need to pay the huge fees of CES. I, I, I don't know how much exactly it is to really launch, do a huge launch at CES because you're surrounded by these huge brands. Like people do keynote speeches and booths look crazy with lights and um, just video screens and just all this all these things that probably cost thousands and thousands of dollars. But CES has a special section called Eureka Park. And so I applied for Eureka Park and part of our launch was sponsored. And so we we didn't really need to pay the hefty fees of launching at CES, but we were able to connect with retailers and with larger distributors who... Um, work with brands like Samsung and the Amazon (laughs) of the world. Yeah. Wow. Sounds amazing. A really good um, piece of advice there for anyone who's in that space to definitely, definitely get into Eureka Park. (laughs) Sounds amazing. Right. It sounds amazing. And you meet different people at Eureka Park too. So I met a lot of um, other startups that um, we eventually ended up collaborating with or um, female entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs from Eureka Park that I'm still in contact with and yeah, it's just an amazing place to be and that energy. I feel like with startups, you have that energy. Everyone just has that energy, that excitement, that passion, and um, it always shows through. And so just being around that energy is really amazing. Totally. What is next? What is next for Lalua? So the next steps for Lelure would be um, expanding internationally. We hope to expand into different countries other than um, the U.S. and the U.K. We're hoping to do an Asia launch soon. And we also want to start building up our website digitally in that we want to have a community. So a blog for skincare. We want to build up 
all our other channels. So digital expansion as well as international expansion. Totally. Gosh, how exciting. (laughs) What advice do you have for women who have a big idea and want to launch their own thing? Yeah, so the advice I have is to really listen to your intuition and to listen to your gut. And if you're really in touch with your intuition, if you're really in touch with yourself and your gut, you're going to be able to know what you need to do to get to where you need to be. But you're also going to know who to partner with because um, there's no formula of, wow, this is like the right partner. It's all a feeling. And in order to get this feeling, you really have to be in touch with your intuition. The second thing I would say is to be able to deal with rejection and to be able to have so much conviction that you give yourself confidence. Um, you don't need to depend on others for that confidence. And so like an example is starting Lure. We've gotten so many rejections from engineers to manufacturers who had these crazy MOQs that we wouldn't be able to meet when we first started. So with each rejection, just, I mean, it, it never feels good to be rejected, but with each rejection, it's so important to really pick yourself up and to keep going. And sometimes when people don't really see what you see in yourself, then you find people who see that in you and who bring that out in you. And so, yeah, to deal with rejection gracefully and allow rejection, allow um, obstacles instead to hold you back, to propel you forward. And the last thing I would say is to never change yourself, never try to change yourself to fit into a mold. And so when you think entrepreneur, you think someone who is really firm, who has, who's just, it's very manly characteristics. And so when I'm starting, I I think I would say I'm a pretty girly girl. And I thought of, okay, maybe I should change myself. Maybe I should try fit myself into this entrepreneurial mold. Um, But in actuality, I feel like everyone has their own personality and um, there's no formula again for being an entrepreneur. So just be yourself and let that shine. And it's going to pay off. Like people are going to um, see you for who you are and yeah, just be yourself. Absolutely. That's really great advice. I'm also interested to know if you have any advice that your mom gave you from her own entrepreneurial pursuits that has stayed with you. Yes. So my mom gave me uh, an advice that was so important because uh, me being a pretty ADHD person, I I have so many ideas and I love to brainstorm and I love to go over all these ideas. But my mom said, you really have to silence yourself and focus on what's important. So we had limited funds for Lalure. And so I really needed to quiet myself and look into what is important and to really stay focused on what's important in terms of funding, in terms of allocation of time. So focus is her tip of advice. That's a really, really big one. I'm I'm all on board with that advice. It's it's so true. Right. 
We are up to the six quick questions part of the episode. Question number one is, what's your why? My why is actually our customers and seeing that brightness, seeing that light within them. And um, so Lelore was founded because of women. And Lelore actually means light in French. Our device mirror means to see in Spanish. And so combined, we really want women to see the brightness within themselves. And seeing that confidence in women is really why we do what we do. And I think a great example of that is at these trade shows, a lot of the women who want to try our device, they have to take their makeup off on one side of their face. And a lot of them are hesitant to do so because they feel like they don't look as good without makeup on. But when they take their makeup off and when they try the device, they look at themselves in the mirror and they're like, oh my gosh, this side of my face looks so much better than the other. And it's just seeing that light in them, seeing that confidence. A lot of people think all hope is lost, but not all hope is lost. And being able to give them that confidence again, I think that's our why. Yeah. Totally. That's so beautiful. (laughs) Question number two is what's been the number one marketing moment that's made your business pop? So there's been many um, from CES to Sephora Accelerate to Cosmoprof to getting featured in Vogue. But I think that one moment that made things really pop for me emotionally too was launching at CES. It gave us a lot of exposure, but being able to see all the devices lined up, being able to see that booth fully finish, it was a very emotional moment for me. It's just all the hard work you put in from 2017 to 2019. (laughs) And being able to see that in reality, in real life, that was like an amazing, amazing moment for me. Totally. Gosh, crazy. (laughs) Question number three is where do you hang out to get smarter? What are you reading? What are you listening to? What are you, where are you hanging out on the internet? Right. So for me, I don't have any television. And so I read a lot. I talk to a lot of different female entrepreneurs too. So what you're doing with a female startup club is amazing because it gives people more insight into the space. And in talking to others and uh, reading avidly, I feel like you not only gain knowledge and experience and you not only learn from other people's mistakes, but you kind of know um, what steps to take and how to really shape your own future. Do you have any book recommendations that we should add to the list? I do. So um, there's Lean In. And I also love, I'm, I'm reading this book right now. I, I've actually read it on the plane ride here. It's called um, The Art of Not Giving an F. And it's more of a fun book, but it makes a lot of sense. Sometimes I feel like we care too much about things that don't matter. And so, again, it's really that focus and it's really that perspective and that mentality. I also read the book, The Universe is Talking to You. And a lot of that is about manifestation. So the secret, it's about, or the secret, the power, the magic, it's about manifestation. And it's about finding that 
drive within yourself. It's about being really grateful for everything that has come your way. Um, and then I've also read Outliers, which is amazing. And yeah, so I read quite a bit and reading has really allowed me to broaden my perspective and to also like enrich my journey too. I've been reading some good books lately too. I um, just finished reading The 5am Club by Robin Sharma. Oh, and I thought that was a really great book. It's if you like The Alchemist, it's written uh-huh. in that same kind of style, that same storytelling style. Um, and I really liked the book. It took me a while to get into it, but I really liked it. And at the moment I'm reading um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by... Oh, yeah. I can't remember his name. I've just forgotten it, but you know what I'm talking about, Um, which is also so good. I love books that are told in story format versus like just a business book with lessons kind of thing. Exactly. It's easier to follow. Rich Dad, Poor Dad was actually the first book my mom gave me um, when I started Lalore. (laughs) Oh, I love that. What a great gift. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Question number four is how do you win the day? And that's around your AM and PM rituals that keep you feeling happy and motivated and successful. Yeah, so this sounds a little bit silly, but I wake up every morning and I I meditate. <laughs> and so in terms of meditation, I really, um, I talk to myself and I talk to the universe about what I want for the company, what I want for myself, where I want to be. And then I give myself a a little pep talk and that really gets me ready for the day. But another thing I do is I always make my bed and I do my morning routine, which is really simple. I just cleanse my face and being in the beauty space, I think morning routines is basically skincare. So I cleanse my face. I apply our serum, use CryoSculpt, and it gets me ready for the day. And I always make sure I'm dressed and changed, even when I'm working from home, because it gets you into that right mindset. And then in the evenings, I love to take baths to really unwind. But I also reflect on my day and I keep this journal where I write about the different experiences I've had that day and five things that I am most grateful for because I think it's so important to go to bed feeling grateful. And from all the books I've read, but also from my personal experience, the more you are grateful for something, the more you will get and the more you'll see that gratefulness pay off. Yeah, totally. That sounds like such a nice evening ritual. (laughs) How nice. Question number five is, if you only had $1,000 left in your business bank account, where would you spend it? If I only had $1,000 left, I would probably, and I don't know if this is <laughs> relevant, but I would probably spend it on creating an event, bringing a lot of people together and really meeting more people because I feel like that's one way to turn a little bit of money into more money, or I feel like experiences and being able to build relationships, that's priceless. And that's something that that $1,000 could get you. Yeah, totally love that. 
<laughs> and question number six, last question is how do you deal with failure? And it can be around a personal experience or just your general mindset and approach. So how I deal with failure is, again, being brought up in this Asian <laughs> upbringing, there's actually no room for failure. So um, <laughs> you're always taught to achieve and um, to succeed. And I think failure is actually a mindset. So you technically never fail unless you believe you have failed. And so for me, there are many obstacles that I have faced and many things that um, maybe I did that wasn't very successful. But instead of seeing it as a failure, I saw it as a learning experience. And the more you see these things or these situations that happen to you as learning experiences, the more you grow and the stronger you get. So I always see failure as learning experiences and I allow these learning experiences to really propel me forward. Yeah. Love that. Totally. Ah, Nicole, thank you so much for taking the time to be on Female Startup Club today. I've really loved listening to your brand and what you're building for women and men all around the world. Thank you, Dune. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, it's Dune here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I am a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash hype club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. (laughs) 